Welcome to episode 24 of The Endless Stream. I'm Aiden, and as usual, I am joined by Brian and Kevin. Each week, we take some of the endless stream of content brought to you through Amazon Prime, Netflix, Disney+, YouTube, Hulu, Spotify, wherever you get your content. We take a chunk of it, we watch it, and we talk about it. Given the nature of these conversations, they are very spoiler-heavy. This week, we are talking about Marvel's What If and... John Hawks in Too Late, which is a movie from 2015. If you haven't seen either of those things, maybe go off and give them a look and come back to us. As usual, we're going to talk about trailers and video games and comic books and everything else along the way. But, you know, asterisks up front, we do go into specifics. So, spoiler warning given. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing to the podcast and giving us a follow over on Instagram. We are at The Endless Cast on Instagram. And if you want to get in touch, you can either comment over there on Instagram or you can send us an email at theendlesscast at gmail.com. And just additionally, we are still running a contest that at 150 followers, we will pick one follower at random and give away a A4 black and white commission of the character of their choice. How can you win? Be sure you're following us over on Instagram at theendlesscast and spread the word to get us to 150. Like, share, follow. It should also be noted in this episode that neither Brian or Kevin appear to have slept, and there does seem to be a lot of yawning in the first ten minutes. So, um, so the meta game here is: can you resist yawning anytime Kev does? I'm doing the edit right now, and I can't. Good luck. All of that being said, let's get into the episode. In a jam-packed week of content, we've got Gamescom, we've got television, we've got uh, comic books, and we've got trailers and movies to talk about. I think we should probably just start with a thing that we've been waiting for for, or at least talking about waiting for for months. Spider-Man No Way Home trailer was finally released. That was this week. Yeah. That was a long week. This week feels like forever. Oh my god. Quick contentment check, Kevin. <laughs> Not great. Not great. This week has been rough. Rough Not week good. for the Kev. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, not a good week. It's almost as if you guys aren't, you know, sleeping eight to ten hours a night and getting some healthy exercise and eating, right? Are you guys okay? I I'm sleep. getting exercise. Okay, so you two need to meet in the middle on some of this. <laughs> I, I, I am not eating or sleeping. I, I'm not, I'm not eating right or getting any exercise. I do. I, I'm, I'm fostering. Uh, I'm not fostering. I'm babysitting a dog that we fostered before again, and uh, I'm, I'm out walking with her a lot more. That's pretty cool. Uh, okay, I love her. I think I want my own dog now. I think I think I, we're ready. I think you should have kept that dog. Man, no, she's making somebody else really happy. So we've done the contentment check. Quick sonambulist check, Brian. What's it like being the Walking Dead? Are you you okay? It's not as bad as you think, really. I get by. Hmm. I should be dead. How are you not exhausted? You 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 go to town in that punching bag. I'd be wrecked. I am kind of tired, but not tired enough to sleep. Punching the punching bag. Just did you see on my story that twenty minutes walking around the house, I had burned for for whatever. Well, basically, probably because of my heart rate, but it recognized it as an aerobic workout to the same amount of effort Mm. as the night before. That that can't be good, right? That's yeah, that's not good. But then again, I'm here and. So after a, a busy week of content, uh, we finally got the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. Was it everything you guys were hoping for? No. 
I I liked I actually I I did like um I did like uh how kind of you actually I thought it was, that was kind of a big reveal in terms of like how Peter fecks up Doctor Strange's spell and like that's how things go awry. At least that's how the trailer would you know have us believe. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, yeah, but like, yeah, I think look, I thought it looked cool. Um, that's, you know, that's a funny thing with Marvel content now is we no longer trust their trailers because we know they put in fake VFX. Mm, true, they did that for Endgame. Didn't yep. they, they had the Hulk running around in the background. That weren't no yeah. Hulk. I think for a while there was a plan to have a Hulk though and then it, it changed. They decided yeah. to keep it with the... Keep that... Different. Mm. Well, um, uh, I've I've heard people talk about how there is a little bit of like I don't I'm really being careful how I say this because I don't know to what extent it's true but I saw someone saying that like Marvel have the set pieces planned out before they even write the script you know we've got a big fight yeah let's start prevising this stuff which is I think a totally legitimate way to work why not I I kind of agree we they know they're going to fight each other at the end of it so we may as well get to work on that they've got an outline first anyway they still have like the broad strokes of a story so Makes sense. So but it does going. mean you, you can think you've got the whole thing to it well into yeah. well into production and then you go, mm, now we're gonna lift this out. Do you ever think it's do you ever think it's weird that like kind of they start with a fight because it's just like, you know what, people would love to see these people fighting each other and then they build a movie around it. Like why do we like that? Why do we like watching these just fictional characters battle each other? It's ridiculous. Are you really asking me that of a Sunday morning? How dare you how dare uh, yes. you the fightiest oh, day of the week. How dare you. <laughs> oh, I didn't God. come prepared to discuss that this morning as much as I'd love to. Okay, then, then, then let's forget it. No, I want to discuss it. I just don't have a good answer because I haven't thought about it. Uh, we like broad strokes of good versus evil, of triumph over adversity. Okay. Oh, yeah, fair, fair. And so all Spider-Man. if it's buff people gonna try and get a sentence out without a yawn in it buff sexy people (laughs) hey I haven't slept in two days and I'm not yawning get it together that was me I think I'm just gonna be just gonna be a sassy bitch for this entire thing and just keep giving you all shit yeah keep sassing us do it sassing yeah I'm okay with that I might might so we jump straight back in after uh, the far from home film so the world knows Peter Parker is Spider-Man we got some J. Jonah Jameson shouting we got Zendaya walking around clearly we've got Daredevil in that one shot where we saw a guy with a white shirt gotta be Daredevil no other options so someone said he looks a little bit too weighty for Daredevil weighty yes. if I had to uh, look there's there's loads of reasons why it may or may not be Daredevil people definitely think Daredevil's in this movie and it would be cool to see Daredevil in this movie but if you go back and look at the shot in the trailer Daredevil's in this movie if you go back and look at the shot in the trailer he walks into that room with his arms crossed and I know this is a fucking minor sticking point but Charlie Cox is very specific about the body language and the movement that Matt Murdock uses you've never seen him arms crossed walking around you know he he's it's a. It would be a weird piece of body language for the way he plays this guy as a blind man, you know. He also hasn't played the character in about six years, maybe. 
I, I agree. I agree with you, but it's, it's also very possible that. Uh, Sorry, six years. Um, I, I have to cut all these out. <laughs> no, he he was in. He did Sorry. Defenders, so that was four years ago, maybe. Um. No, yeah. I think you're right, Aiden. But there is also a possibility Absolutely. that he's just forgotten all the that good Daredevil stuff that he did. Good Daredevil space work that he did in prep. The uh, I guess much has been said already that like Doctor Strange even agreeing to cast that spell is wildly out of character. So it nonsense. Casts... No, it's not. You, th- you, you think Characters that's not out of character? Do stupid shit all the time. He's a magic it's Iron Man. Drama, like. Characters always do stupid shit. That's why you got affecting the memory of the entire world. You broke up there, Kevin. I didn't catch all that. <laughs> Give me an example. Don't, don't stop. You stop. I'm here, guys. I showed up. I showed up. I'm here. Have you a window you could open or a coffee you could drink? You're here. It's open. But you it's not open. Present. <laughs> I am brilliant. I'm literally trying to get involved. I'm asking okay. questions. Give me an example of, of when a character does something really stupid out of character. Literally any film ever. Oh, There's my answer. That's, that's some broad, broad ass Ca- bullshit. Characters do make mistakes. That's why you've got. Brendan Fraser in the, in, the, in the Mummy. See nothing. You broke up again there. I didn't get that. That. Yeah, that was either like faking a yawn through static. Yeah, just I'm right. Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't yawn. My, yeah. I, well, maybe my internet's connection is not great. Also, it hasn't been a yawn once. It's just been an internet breakup. It sounds like it sounds like it is having a stroke because <coughs> that just went berserk on me. I think my internet connection might be a bit shit. I don't know why, but I've got great internet, so I'm not even going to worry about it. I mean, I think it's a bit nuts to think that Stephen Strange, after all of that, would fucking go, yeah, I'll just change the memory of the entire world. Yeah, because a young kid is being persecuted after saving the universe. I would be inclined to go, hey, you know what? I can actually undo this. It's in my power. I'm the fucking sorcerer supreme. I'll do as I fucking want if the little teenager wants the world off his back. I think I'll do that. That's not a big stretch for a character to do. It's fair. I mean, I'm not even going to argue with that. I'm not <laughs> he saved the universe. <laughs> did he? Yes. Did he? He was part of a team that did it. He was He was yeah. nearby swinging around, handing footballs off to buzz-cutted ladies. He got... Did he got... He got bleeped, blipped. So he wasn't even there. Where was people's consciousness when they disappeared? Where they're they, gone. Where they're they, dead. Uh, aware? No, they're dead. Where were you before so you were? Uh, in my mother's womb. The whole time? Yes. That's how babies work. Uh, you cling on to your mother's womb until your dad shoots magic sawdust in there and you have to hurry and collect it all and put it into the pouch and drag it into the womb. And then you can eat the sawdust while you while you while you ferment. Do you think there's something going on with Strange? Mephisto. I think Mephisto. You think Strange is Mephisto? Do you know if you mix Thanos's face and Obama's face together, you get the Rock? This is already like a very, you know, near convoluted film. 
And yeah. do you really want to throw that I don't the want to. I just... The thing is, right, it's very, very close to the One More Day storyline. The One More, the one more Day storyline was a deal with Mephisto. But, you know... But they've replaced Mephisto with Strange in this was scenario. very close to Infinity Gauntlet. But they took out the stuff that was a bit too much. They took out Death and they took out Mephisto. So they can do the story without bringing in Mephisto. And if you're going to bring in Mephisto, why make him Doctor Strange? It just... It, I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. Hmm. I think they're I think they're smarter than that. They they streamline these stories as best they can. You can, you can still do the make a you know monkey paw wish without bringing Mephisto in. Hmm. And it's not it's not you know that hard character is. for Strange to do some Strange's. We've had one solo film with Strange, and then like two small appearances. He's a brash, egotistical jerk. <laughs> He's still a jerk when we meet him in, in he's Magic Iron Man. Infinity War. Yeah, he's Magic Iron Man. He's a, he's a jerk. He's a charming jerk. It's yeah, not I think it's character. Like, I think it's pretty much. But I think it's pretty much like uh, Strange will do it because he can. And because someone told so him he not does to. It for Spider Man. But Peter Parker, Peter Parker is his, it's Parker's constant thing of, you know, having the best intentions and fucking it up. And I think that's literally what the case here is. I don't think there's any big conspiracy to it. I think it's not Mephisto. Gotta stay on the microphone. Sorry, I passed out for a little second. I think it's not Mephisto. Uh, I think it's just strange. Yeah. It, it's funny that, like, the, the, the thing is between what if Doctor Strange, One More Day storyline, Wanda stuff... Agatha Harkness. These things all orbit around Mephisto. When when the Winter Soldier came out and they talked about Project Insight and the algorithm and all the stuff it could do, I was like, oh, the shit, that's setting up Ultron. That's Ultron. And then it wasn't at all. And then Ultron came about in a completely different way. There's so many things that we think they're sowing seeds for because mm. we have we can see all this like connective stuff and we join it up and then they do it a completely different way. And I think this is just another example. I, excuse of that. me, I don't see I never see seeds or connect anything. That's because you're micro napping all the time. Yeah. I wish. God, Sorry, Edna, I interrupted you. Imagine if you could relax. So let's forget the why of it and get into the or even the why or the how and let's just get into the, the it of it. Um, we saw a pumpkin globe. Fucking asshole called it a pumpkin globe. It's a pumpkin bomb. No, we called it a goblin globe or goblin, goblin globe. ball. Sphere. Fuck you, goblin ball. You see, that's why. That's why. Okay, hang on. You sent us that reaction video. It was too fucking idiot. It's a goblin ball. Sphere. And then Spider Man is on the roof of a car and the girl's like, whoa. And it's just like, it's a fucking Spider Man trailer. What you, you're, you're going to see Spider-Man in it. It's probably not even the first time he, show, he shows up in the trailer. That's why I hate reaction videos. They're fake people for fake things. Fakey fake. Fake fake. Fake. Aren't you watching Changing Rooms at the moment? Changing Rooms okay. is not fake. But it's a pumpkin bomb. Yeah. Pumpkin bomb. This is pieces ah, of shit. Ah, ah, ah. I would love that. That, that, that was like the fall. So... It is. They're doing the Sinister Six. It's completely default. Yeah, there's there's lightning fucking around the place. So, oh, there's oh. sand flowing around the place. I have a, the lizard is in the trailer. I have a question. Is it the lizard or is it Venom? Is it? Somebody's like pushed the, the, the saturation lizard. or brightness up. It's the lizard, is it? Yeah. So is that 
Andrew Garfield's lizard, Reese Fonts. Probably. So my question is, do we put your uh, hand up, we've Kev? Got, uh, Kevin. Um. So this is not Marvel. This is Sony. No, it's yeah. Well, it's Marvel in conjunction it's with both. Sony, whatever the this, terms of the contract like, are like these the, days. Like the other Spider-Man movies. Yep. Like the other Spider-Man movies. Oh, okay, okay. I for once, I thought someone said this isn't a Marvel thing. It's a Sony thing. I was just like, what? No. So, Sony. I don't know the ins and outs of it, but Sony's agreement is is such that they benefit a lot from you know involving and working with what Marvel's goals are as well. So Marvel's doing this out of the kindness of their hearts. That's pretty big. Marvel's doing no. this out of the kindness of their bank. They're getting the money. Getting all that I money. I think you're both wrong. Anyways, happy birthday, Jack Kirby. Are you okay? Happy birthday, Jack Kirby. Yeah. Anyways, no. Do we uh, see uh, any of Tom good. Holland's villains? Do we think we get the Vulture? Uh, I Electro. think Mysterio oh, is coming back. <gasps> Mysterio. Mysterio, I thought was probably one of my favorite Marvel. Bad so we, we've got we've got three <clears throat> Raimi villains: Goblin, Octopus. Who's the third? Sandman probably. Okay. And we've got and we've got the lizard and electro. Mhm. And I think it would make sense then to have Mysterio be the final okay. part of the six. Prime. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure well I'm not too sure about Mysterio but I'm pretty sure Michael Keating has says that he doesn't understand the script. He knows what he has to do, and that's and it's been explained to him his part in it. That's the flash. It, that's that's the flash. I think, yeah, yeah. That's the flash he was talking about. What? He's in the flash. Yeah, he's Batman. That was Spider Man. Anyways, whatever. The splash is never coming out. Splash. The flash. <laughs> it definitely is. What's wrong with me? Do I have a problem? I thought the trailer was fine. It was cool. I was kind of underwhelmed, if anything. But not that it was bad. It was just it was a teaser, basically. The the man who plays Doctor Octopus, what's his name? Melina. It came up while I was watching something on YouTube yesterday. It, it played as an ad before something, and I just forgot to skip the ad. But Melina is just so good. He's so good as that character. He's brilliant. Just just that I think one line looks- at the end, and just the way there's a, a warmth and a menace to it and it's just I it instantly brought back how great he is in Spider-Man 2 it's cool to see him again and yeah, he's, he's, he's best, so good at it best, probably one of the best Spider-Man movies um, I think he kind of looks cute in it not cute as in like uh, attractive cute as in adorable he kind of looks he kind of looks adorable he's avuncular what's that? It's like a friendly uncle <laughs> I don't like that, but um, yeah, he's cute. I still like those films, but I do think they've aged considerably. And there's a lot of fat in Spider-Man Two. There's a lot of there's a lot of um, inspiring conversations that all come at once. It's like we don't need all of these. We could we could skip a bunch of these. It is great. I, I do like it, but it has aged. I, I would have been happy if they'd killed Aunt May at the same time as Uncle Ben. That version of Aunt May was pretty insipid. She's weird. What? How? Just fucking... She's a, a, a screeching fucking breaks to narrative progression. Just sit down and listen to this old lady tell him how special he is for four minutes. 
Uh, I love Aunt May. I'm always going to have a soft spot for it. Especially the new Aunt May. Uh-huh. So I guess I guess they've confirmed that the movie's coming out this year. It might not. Um, yeah, it might not. We mightn't even get Eternals on the date that we're supposed to, depending on how Shang-Chi does next week, apparently. Oh, if really? It if it doesn't perform, yeah, they're going to push Eternals out, probably. And most likely they would push Spider-Man 2. Basically, the, the, the release dates for winter depend on how well Shang-Chi does next week. Holy shit, Shang-Chi's next week. Mm-hmm. you got to go to the cinema. you got to go outdoors. And then, and then indoors. Yeah. I it's don't like that at all. It's fine. Colin sick to work and then go some uh, obscure day and time and you'll be fine. Yeah. Can I get like a nine in the morning screening on my own? Can I get a press screening? How do I do that? Hey, shout out to Marvel if you could get me onto any sort of yeah, press Hey, screening. are we following their Facebook page? There's a Marvel Ireland, Marvel Studios Ireland Facebook page apparently. I meant to say this to you a while back and I forgot. But we should probably follow that. Yeah. No, like we're mostly pushing the Instagram end of things because that's where we post all the artwork. And because I'm so very tired. We're all tired, buddy. Suck it up, yeah. Tired from sucking it up. Man up. Man up and don't tell me about your feelings because I'm not here for that. We're acquaintances. This is a business relationship. (laughs) Yes. Uh, we talk about our feelings all the time, just in case the listeners are concerned. We're 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 all vocal about our feelings. They released another trailer for the King, the King's Man, um, the prequel to Kingsman. Oh yes, I really enjoyed the first yes. movie. It has a really out of character line towards the end of it, which always stumbling blocks me. Um, stumbling blocks. It's really about trying this, to be about, edgy. About this yeah, it, it's a. It feels like a real holdover from a Mark Miller comic because he's got a bunch of that stuff in his comics. Um, and by a bunch of that stuff, I mean ass fucking. Um, the sequel, I just did not like at all. I thought it was a fucking mess. Brian's dog tried to jump out the window. Um, the sequel, I mean, it had cowboys in it. I was going to say, is, is that, uh, do you like it because there's a cowboy hat in it? Yes. And, and myself. <clears throat> Excuse me, yeah. Yep, uh, yep. The Elton John stuff was and they, odd. And, they, and they drink whiskey. Uh, I mean, it just hit the same beats as the first one, didn't it? I hate when sequels do that. The manners maketh man scene in the bar. Colin Firth being like, it was just weird. Just let Colin die. He went out so cool in the first movie. Um, yeah. The first movie's brilliant. I love that first movie. This is doing. This is doing a kind of like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Um, I'm trying to think of another thing. There's a few things where it's just like, hey, early 20th century, uh, automatic weapons are a thing, and uh, Rasputin. Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. yeah Steampunk. Yeah. And, and Rasputin is a, a, is a terrible uh, thing, as opposed to just a sex-mad priest in Russia. With, a, with an evil slong. Are you telling me he had an evil dick? Yes, Say more yes, right yeah, now. Yeah. Um, it was uh, disproportionate to the rest of his body, but evil, and it's in a jar and looks evil. Yeah, is it? Is it? Does because, it? Is it evil or is it just misunderstood because it looks evil? Like Brian looks a bit evil. Mm, both. 
Yeah, the Neva. Is that Gemma Arterton in the trailer? Ray Fiennes and Jimon Hunsu in it as well. I like those three people a lot. The guy playing Rasputin is giving it loads. I like the sort of Cossack dance and stuff we're seeing. Looks funny. Are you interested in this movie at all? Is that directed to Brian or two of us? Two of us. Because I I thought we established that if you were going to... I should call um, upon one or other of you. Or you need to raise your hand. If you're going to ask a question. Or I just have Kev go first. I do try to raise my hand. Oh yeah. Yeah. Kevin always has to answer first. Go. Yeah. Unless do you, I feel like cutting. What, what was it? Do I like the Kevin stuff? I'm talking. Shut up what? a second. Okay. Kev goes first unless I feel like butting in. Go ahead, Kev. Yes, I like the Kevin <laughs> movies. This is another movie that does seem to have sat on the shelf for two years while. Yeah. The the panda. I saw the first happened. one. It was entertaining. It's super forgettable too, you know. And the the church the church. I don't think it's forgettable. Man, is fine. People talk about it like they've never seen. I, I don't know. It's fine. to be fair to that church Daniel scene, like Brand. that, they did a great job of that, and it's got great it's energy. Well, it's and well it, it's shot. It's really well done. It's well shot. It's fine. It's technically, you know, good. Okay, it's you seem fine. so very underwhelmed by it. Please present I, to me there, a, 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 another scene to. Well, no, it's not even that. If you like it's, that, it, then watch it's, this. But a big deal was made about the fact that, oh, Firth is so convincing as an action guy. And it's like, I can uh, see placement. in every single frame where it's not his face. So I'm not buying it. Uh, 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 no, let's do that now. Uh, stop. Shut up. Shh. Stop. Shh. That's called shut movie up. magic. Kevin, shut the hell up. <laughs> shut, no. Here, shut I'm impressionable. But don't don't ruin up. Wet don't don't ruin movie magic for me. That's movie magic. That's movie I said, magic. Shut up. Shut fuck up. <laughs> I'm out of here. It had Sophia Butella. Yeah. Like her, right? Uh yeah. Do. But like that that scene, it's it pulls me out of it straight away. The, what pulls you out of it? The, the face replacement. It's like the, Oh. I, I I don't have a problem with it, but it's just because you've I got can, laser eyes. I can see all the stitches. Yeah. I can see it, how it was put together. I think people are way too impressed by, you know, violence that is a bit gruesome and comic and looks like it hurt. It was, look, it's the same as Kick-Ass. And they made such a big deal about how brilliantly Kick-Ass did with test audiences and that famously the best movies ever don't, get great scores with test audiences and Kick-Ass got like oh, 10 out of 10 test scores and the film flopped. It didn't connect. And it was entertaining. Kick-Ass was it's excellent. It's entertaining. It's fluff. You see it yeah, and you forget it. one of the best movies it. ever, Brian. I agree. You see it and you forget yes, it. Yes, I agree. Brilliant. And yes, I remember it it's just Vaughn well. doing this same bag of tricks, which I don't have a problem with, but um, I saw Kick-Ass. Kick it's forgettable. I saw Kingsman very forgettable it's fine at the time it's entertaining oh i really liked kingsman yeah it's I, I i kind of it's fine i really want to defend kingsman because oh, yeah. i really really enjoyed that first film that oh, being I, yeah. said oh, it's sort of life-changing yeah, like i mean it changed kevin's life look at him in his three-piece suit changed my life um yeah it's actually a t-shirt and hoodie and short combination but thanks for mm, noticing three pieces <laughs> yep uh the stuff with pre-colin firth in that movie i i just don't enjoy the like 
fucking around in the car, the weird parkour yeah, it's, in the, it's the stage. Um, it's crap. Nah, uh, driving backwards in the CG Fox. I'll say the second one wasn't great, but second the first one's one great. is a complete train wreck to me. Robot dogs fighting Elton John. Do you remember the robot dogs? No. I didn't bother with the second one. They're programmed not to kill Elton John, so he gets himself in between Eggsy and the robot dog and goes, Hello! And then I mean, he does I mean, Kung it's, Fu. It, it's, I did like it. Uh, I watched it. I think I watched it on a flight. Um, I did like as in like it's it's a good it's a it's a good airplane movie to be honest it really is, um, especially like you know if you've seen the first one and stuff but uh, yeah the second one definitely wasn't great um I don't really because it's like I, to be honest I actually really 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 liked the first one I really enjoyed it uh I I, I watched that loads. so the the key is to great. see it at thirty five thousand feet on a three inch screen with um, compromised oxygenated with, blood with, with, nowhere to go and 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 headphones to hurt your ears. I just came to the point where it was uncomfortable to watch movies, but I had nothing else to do, so I just persevered. Some people say I'm a little soldier. I'd say I'm a big one. Whatever. Um, I'm, I'm, I want to hope that given the cast and given the production and given the shift in era, that this is going to be a more solid thing. But I don't know why I do that in my head. I always think this is going to be the one, even though it's the same people making it. But it has Gemma Arden in it. That's a good thing. I, I, I don't hate the first one and I think Vaughn has a lot of good tricks up his sleeve and he's a very competent director but it's just a bit forgettable and I think the fact that the second film is what it is kind of shows a lot Did of Vaughan his the weaknesses one? yeah yeah and I think that's it you know he's does he just do Mark Miller stuff now? That was his plan for a while because it was a good partnership. He could, do, you know, comics were big and he thought I can have my own little corner over here, but then Kick-Ass bombed, so. I thought Kick-Ass was a success. Well, flopped. Did it flop worse than, did he do the X or he did Fantastic he Four, He did X-Men right? First Class, didn't he? He did. Which, to be honest, I haven't watched enough, but it's a it's a it's a good movie. They are kicks, Stardust, Kick Ass, X Men, Kingsman, Kingsman, Nike, Awaken the Phantom. That sounds cool, but it's an ad. The Kingsman. Oh, he's only really done very little. Like, well, he he produced all of um or most of Richie's stuff for a while, I think. So he's he's a oh yeah he's a big time producer. Twenty eight credits, yeah. Oof, he produced Fantastic Four. Well. You know, no one's perfect. I really like Stardust. That was, was that Charlie Cox? Twas. And Twer. a blonde Henry Cavill. Um, I don't remember Henry Cavill, but uh, that's a great movie. That's a really, really good movie. And De Niro's great in that. Well, okay, just me. Whatever. <laughs> I think De Niro's the weakest point in the movie. And it has fucking, it has like God. three minutes of Ricky Gervais going. Bleh! So I guess that's kind of saying something. I, I really do like what Matthew Vaughn does. I think Matthew, he's got a really good sensibility and I think he tries to make fun things. He does, uh, but I, I think the thing is is that it's fun to look at once and, you know, there's diminishing returns when, you know, when you see it again. And I think that's, I think it's it's the reason why I think his stuff is entertaining when you watch it, ultimately forgettable. And I think it's, you know, 
I think it's kind of why like Kingsman 2 sucks you know it's I'm looking at that first five films the first five like I'm now getting on a Matthew Vaughn thing and I'm trying to defend the crap out of him first those first five films Layer Cake Decent Stardust Good Kick-Ass Brilliant I don't want to go back and watch that because I think it's I think it is the Mark Miller stuff I have this weird love-hate thing where I like I like Mark Miller's concepts but then his execution annoys me and Kick-Ass is a kind of decent live-action execution of that comic book which means he's executing the work of a guy whose stuff I'm kind of really somebody described his stuff as just like unnecessarily cruel you know and I like the sequel like somebody just they take over a neighborhood street and there's just a unnecessary rape stuff going on and I'm like why in the fuck is this in it's the same book? with uh, Garth Ennis for me he, he's kind of guilty of the same stuff it's just do you think they're kind of just edge lords? kind of yeah yeah edgy for edges isn't it especially edgy, I, edgy, I, edgy, I really dropped off on Ennis uh, since Preacher mm. and I looked him up wow that's a long time ago yeah I looked him up and again it was even years ago I looked up to see kind of like what else he had done and there's a comic it's on a it's published by a label I've don't think I've ever heard of and the concept is just the most fucking death metal album art kind of extreme nonsense have you guys heard of this thing what's the thing called like it's, I know he did. Some, he went. I see the boys. I can't even remember what it's called, but it's, it's bit. And we three. I'm trying to think of the stuff post preacher, post Hellblazer stuff he did because that stuff I love. But then I just watched him go weird. He did lots through. of Punisher for a while, didn't he? Yeah, but he he did this thing where it's 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 essentially a sort of a a zombie apocalypse, but instead of a zombie virus, it's this virus that just brings out like the worst elements of. Of people so it's this sort of rage thing mm. and it is then just full of just stuff shocking for the sake of shocking it is just i i i, I, I felt you see and my life that's my life is, i don't think Vaughn is after there. reading what yeah. the thing was about i was just like jesus christ like it's it's not that it's shocking it's just that it, it just depressed me kind of reading about it yeah. and i i think yeah I think Miller walks similar territory, but not, you know, he hasn't gone as far off as Dennis, I think. But I think that's, I don't think Vaughn is in that place most of the time. I think he touches into it sometimes and it it feels out of characters. When you think of something like Stardust and X-Men First Class and the the first Kingsman movie, there's just shades of stuff working their way in. Um, So given that he's on his third Kingsman movie, he must think there's something to this. if I were him, I'd be looking for the next thing to get me out of it. I'm trying to find the name of that um, Ennis thing. I can't find this. Did I get all that wrong? What, what am I thinking of? What was it? Maybe it wasn't Ennis. Was it so? I mean, I read his Punisher for years and, and I enjoyed it growing up. Uh, in hindsight, I probably shouldn't have been reading it really. It was some pretty fucking gruesome dark shit, but... Uh, some of it is a bit excessive and convoluted, I would say. Yeah, I I haven't um, read it, but I've seen stuff from it, and it's just. I remember like t- it's just seeing one thing. Place. Yeah, I remember seeing one thing. I won't go into it because it's pretty dark, and I sent it to you, and then you kind yeah. of pointed out the issues with it. 
yeah. I do remember that and I was just like yeah to be like and like you know like I, I, I joke about being impressionable and all that kind of stuff like but uh, I'm pretty open to like okay that, I see the problems in that and I was wrong you know that kind of way yeah and I, I like I, I was I didn't mean it to say that you were wrong it was just no but I understand like I was, that's what I was trying to say it's like I understood that that's like yeah I can see the problems and the, how that kind of uh, angle and uh, opinion was problematic you know um, it's about uh, uh, victims of abuse and uh, the circle of abuse circle of abuse and it just it wasn't a nice take on it and I thought it was an interesting story but then in hindsight it's just like you know what that's kind of mean and not very nice yeah and like that that is the danger with stuff is that you know we can be entertained by things that are negative and that's kind of why it's important sometimes to be a bit critical about things you know because it's very easy to it's very easy to read something that could be very harmful and be entertained by it and then not see the harm in it because you're just kind of... Oh, yeah, yeah. You're just kind of consuming it as a... Well, to be honest... Uh, it is, but... But it's like, um, I know this... It's a, we've gone on a mad segue. Law and Order, SVU, fairly guilty of that. Oh, absolutely, yeah. You know? Um, because I know... Uh, basically, I may as well say, basically there was an issue with the Punisher where he was stopping a couple making child pornography with their own children and stuff and the punisher was kind of killing them or whatever and then they had they when he was leaving the three kids he looked at them and he looked at like the middle kid or something he's only a child and he said to him like kind of i can like i'll kind of like i know i'll be back for you like that basically the punisher yep. saw that the, that kid was too far gone that he was going to kind of just like he was uh, he, he was like kind of going to be part of this like circle of abuse or cycle of abuse where he was abused and then he was going to go forth and abuse and the punisher was almost saying like kind of like you're too young for me to kill now but i'll be back when you kind of when you give in to the to you know whatever monster has been created inside you you know it's just kind of grim for the sake of grim I, yeah. But I saw I saw a comic book artist um, uh, was had done a, a little strip online, you know, and uh, they were they were a victim of abuse themselves, and they were watching Law and Order, and they had kind of touched on that whole like cycle of abuse and stuff. And that person was only a child sitting in the room with their comic books and Batman posters and all that kind of stuff, and they started getting really fucking bad anxiety and panic attacks over thinking that they were going to be capable of the abuse that they had endured, which is a really horrible thing to put in a child's mind, basically. And uh, that was really sad. I don't know if people have have you seen that comic? It's like it's like a, basically just like an internet comic book online comic strip thing, like one page, you know. But some artists had created it. And posted it and it was just it's just really really tragic isn't it it's just sad that kind of like that's also a worry that like kids could potentially have when they see stuff like this mm-hmm. and i guess like i said I, I guess i didn't think of that because uh when i read the book i was just like wow that's really dark that's really like wow but like kind of brutal blah blah but then uh in in like i said in hindsight and, and see like kind of being inf- more informed it's a, it's a it's a it's a rough angle to have but also preacher and butthole face or whatever it's like Paris face, yeah, yes, yeah, edgy. It's too edgy sometimes yeah. for me. Like people love it. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna shit on it. People love it, but uh, yeah, I don't know enough about it. You know, I, but I, I, the premise I is was, pretty brutal. I was blown away by Preacher when I first read it. Like I was gripped. I hadn't read anything kind of like it. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah, sure. Preacher, what was late nineties, early two thousands? Yeah, maybe even early, maybe maybe mid yeah, maybe even possibly. earlier, yeah, man. Yeah, possibly. But um, I know I probably wouldn't like it as much if I was to read it again now. You know. Um, yes. Yeah, but, but I think it's one of those things that kind of potentially is very dead. Yeah, I think so. 
Um, I found the name of it, um, so I'll read out a bit of it here. Bones. So it, Preacher was 90, 95, Brian, 95, sorry, yeah. 2000. Yeah, yeah, two 2000, so we're kind of right, yeah. Uh, so it's supposed to be like a, an extreme horror, is the premise. What's it called? Crossed. And Crossed? I've I've, heard of it. I've I think it's, it. I get the impression it, it's very much him trying to do a, a Walking Dead, but trying to do... An edgier version. Yeah, or maybe, maybe trying to do an yeah. original take and then thinking that just pushing it in a really extreme direction is original, but it's it's not. But anyway, crossed. Uh, um, it's kind of mid. When was the first came out? First published in September two thousand eight to March two thousand and ten. Plot synopsis: The story follows survivors dealing with a pandemic that causes its victims to carry out the most evil thoughts. Carriers of the virus are generally known as the crossed due to a large cross-like rash that appears on their faces. Other names include cross faces and plus faces. This contagion is primarily spread through bodily fluids, which the crossed have used to great effect by treating their weapons with their fluids, as well as through other forms of direct fluid contact, such as rape and bites, assuming the victim lives long enough to turn. Major difference between crossed and other fictional zombie or insanity virus epidemics is that while the crossed are turned into homicidal, violent psychopaths, they still retain a basic human level of intelligence. Uh, they're still capable of using tools, weapons, driving, setting traps. And the contagion spread across the world, with crossed killing, raping, engaging in cannibalism and maiming for fun. Um, military overwhelmed, friends and family butchered each other. Um, cities turned into charnel houses. There's stuff that I kind of read as I was going on, and it just... It, it just sounded like, you know, yeah, the road is is grim. And what if I just, you know, made it way more extreme and graphic and just remove any of the, you know, humanity in, in the story and the road by just... Going. I mean, I, I'm i looking at an image from the book here and it's pretty, pretty wild. And then the captions are even fucking wilder. And uh, it's just not, not cool, to be honest. It's a bit weird. Uh, yeah, the kids are involved and it's gross. Yeah, just just wrong. Yeah, no bueno, no bueno. Did anything nice happen to you this week? I mean, it wasn't a bad week. It was okay. Okay. Do you think the good times outweigh the bad? Or do you think it's mostly bad times with sprinkles of good? Depends. Yeah. Depends. If you have too many lows in a time, then it's going to lower your mood. And it's going to be hard to appreciate anything good. This is true. So you have to kind of try keep a perspective, which is hard to do when you've got a succession of, you know, hits or losses or whatever you want to call them. Kind of try. I, I I think. I think it's, you know. It's probably fifty fifty, and then we have to do a lot of work ourselves to try stay in a place where we can be healthy and try not yeah i think to... it's 50 50 but i think the human brain kind of dwells in the bad things and mm-hmm. doesn't dwell in the good things not that it should dwell in the good things but you know what i mean like as in like uh you know 
I, I could go out for dinner. It could be a terrible experience. I'm going to text and tell you guys. But if I go out for dinner and it's a lovely experience, it was perfectly fine. I'm probably not going to text and tell you guys. That's life. Yeah. Anyways, how did we get on this? From Ennis. Oh, yeah. Yeah, God. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Just just no. No. You know what? Nah. I'm not I'm not, I'm not. not here for that shit. I, I, I'm fine with horror. I'm fine with gore. Um, yeah, I, oh, I love horror. Stuff, you know that. But there's... Yeah, this just... Yeah, it's it's just it's like murder porn or something. It's a bit yeah. or gore porn or something. It's a bit it's a bit gross, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, it's not big and it's not clever. No, no, it's not. And Mister Ennis, if you're listening to this, and um, you know you have fans, grow up. <laughs> no, don't don't. I was trying I was trying to walk him back. No, he should grow. Um, up. He should. No, he shouldn't. He's Northern Irish. He's Northern Irish American. Yes, Northern Irish American, which is funny. Um, I I was doing I I was I was um, at the little soiree. Is that the word? Uh, depends on what you're trying to say. Dinner party. I guess that works. Yeah. Yep. And uh, they had Google, and I was like, "Okay, Google." They had know. Google at a dinner party. Yes, yes, yes. Guest of honor, I believe. I didn't actually meet them, but I could hear them talk. It was so weird. Wow. Um, Yes, we were playing a movie game where you'd pick the, the, the decade and then it would say like a line from the movie and you would have to guess the movie. And how, why do I know so many movies that I haven't even seen? It's very bizarre. I think it just, it's just like, I guess it's just like, oh, they said it's 1999. It's this actor. They were probably doing this around the time and then I just you'd guess it, you know what I mean? But um I got a lot right of movies I just haven't seen, which is bizarre. But yeah, I think it just consumed a lot of that kind of stuff growing up. I love that stuff growing up, but trailers are great. Trailers used to be great. I think they can still be great. They were very different back then to what they are now as well. Mm, mm. Yeah, but you know, like you see the likes. Of, well, I suppose like well, it kind of depends. Like, but. I, I, were people always as analytical with trailers or is that like a new thing because of the internet and stuff I think they probably were I think the internet just gave you know people they were a platform to communicate yeah, and say, talk exactly. about it together yeah. yeah I think the reason why that you know is a thing now is because people were doing it anyway and now they've got a they've got a, a megaphone and a platform and broader reach hmm Mm. And there's an audience for it because because we like it. I won't get into it, but I will say uh, Emer and I watched Too Late. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, Brian recommended this. We'd watch it for the podcast. And then like, during it, Emer was just like, did Brian just recommend this because he looks like the guy? She thinks you look like Jonathan Hawks. Slightly. That's a good thing. He's handsome. I like him. I don't know if you froze or it's my internet. Blink, blink. I think I think he is handsome, oh. but we both know why we look like. Why each do you other. look like? Why? Big schnoz. <laughs> no. Obviously, no, no. I didn't think that actually. I thought it was more like the hair and the way it framed his face and different things. But um, but sure, big, big, big nose. What does that matter? Like, as in, like that's not a bad thing. I got big. No, I got no, big, just, beautiful yeah, eyebrows. I'm saying that that's what the that's the thing we have most in common. Oh. But do you know skinny you know the dudes guy from, with big noses? That's us. Do you know the guy from Whitney and I? Yes. 
Not not Richard E. Grant, the other chap. Yes. Uh, you look awful like him sometimes. When you watch that movie, he looks a lot like you sometimes. You've been told, yes. Have you have you have you watched that and think he does look a little bit like me? Sometimes? I I can see it. Yeah, I can see fair. I can see what people fair. see. Yeah, yeah. I've been told I look like a lot of people. That yeah, don't me too. Look but alike. but like yours probably look alike. A lot of mine are just like you're. T- you're telling me I look like people that don't look alike at all. Give us examples, because people told you this. It's not. It's not an ego thing. You, people told you. Yeah, and I I think a big part of it is just curly hair as well. Is is yeah. part of it. I'm trying to think of like two distant ones. All right, well, John Hamm, bonkers. Really? Yeah. Okay. I've I, well, not actually, seen with the, that. John Hamm is probably the beard. Uh huh. Uh huh. Jamie Dornan, but that's also probably the beard and short hair that I sometimes oh, rock. Really? Is that the Fifty Shades of Grey guy? Yeah. Um, really. John Hawks, who we've just mentioned. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. Elijah Wood, which again, curly hair. Killian uh, Murphy, I get a lot, which I don't see. Um, yeah, I, I, I've got um, I've got an asymmetrical face, so I can look very different depending on the do angles, you, and I think that's what it is. Do you remember you your your one of your old Facebook pictures, uh, profile pictures? Used to scare me because you looked like a Victorian dead person. Yes, I still think about it. The fact that you hate it so much and I don't get it. <laughs> oh, you creep me out so much. I gotta find that. Yeah. Yeah, it was awful. Oh, well, geez, I gotta say it was awful, but it did scare me. Yeah. But I think Brian's very handsome. I, I always thought Brian was very handsome. I always think Brian's very Thank handsome. Thank you. But, um, but uh, yeah, for sure. But, um, but yeah, that picture you Tell it me. to the women, am I right? Yeah, somebody please tell them. No... No, they don't need. No, no, no. Because if everybody knew Brian, they'd ruin it. Save it for someone special. Disagree. So let's jump into what if, because um, time wise and stuff. So, my brother texted me and said he didn't like it, but he hasn't got as much as a hold on me uh, mentally as Brian does. <laughs> but um, <laughs> or Aiden. But uh, I, uh, I really liked this episode. I thought it was great. This is kind of the what if that I really, really like. Yeah, this it was, was a, just it like, was a real what if scenario. Yes, yeah, I saw I a lot of people it. say it, it was weak and they didn't enjoy it, and I was like, it was a fun what if. Oh, it's brilliant. I didn't know who it was. I don't know if you guys were thinking, oh, it's whatever. I had no idea who it was going to be. I loved it. And then the reveal, and like, you guys know I'm a bit of a, a bit of a yellow jacket um, fiend. I do love him. I'm a big fan of him. But, uh, oh, I thought it was awesome. And then I like, kind of like, murder mystery. Br- brilliant. Like, I thought it was excellent. I thought it was so good. I wasn't expecting an episode like that. I, it was, it was, it was like, you know, we saw, like, what, Captain America would have been like it was Captain America character. We saw uh, Sardo would be like it was T'Challa. But they were all hitting notes that were kind of like in the movie and characters in the movie and different things like that. Like this one kind of took a real segue and I really liked it. I was, it was, I thought it was brilliant. Now tell me I'm wrong. I thought it was entertaining, but a bit light. I wouldn't say brilliant, but I was, I was entertained while I was watching it and I enjoyed it. And I don't think it's as bad as people said. Um, it kind of zipped along. So there wasn't a lot of weight to it, it should kind of matter more when somebody is bumping off the avengers and it just kind of i get it because it was moving so quickly it was just like we're on to the next one we're on to the next one 
so kind of it, it breathed through a lot of the stuff so but that's not to say it was bad either it just kind of it was kind of paralleling fury's big week thing and that's kind of a zippy concept as well that they touch on in little sh- in little shorts so they yeah. were just kind of like bouncing off of that idea as well um which was a what it's it's a uh they did it in the comics as well, but they refer to it as the the period in where Iron Man two, the Hulk and Thor all happen at the same time. It's a uh, like in in MCU continuity that shit all takes place over one week. So they kind of were just saying, you know, Fury's big week becomes Fury's shitty week, really. Um. Yes, I agree. Not that good an episode at all. No, I I, <laughs> I really enjoyed that. it. I really enjoyed it. Um, I did. No, think I, I did the, enjoy it too. Yeah. It was a bit, as you say, light, where they sort of like introduce a character, killed off a character, introduce a character, killed off a character, and it's like, okay. I tell you what I got sick of. I got sick of the jokes. I got sick of, like, Coulson smelling Thor, you know, doing the Guardians of the Galaxy bit, where he's like, he's a sleeping space angel pirate. Even even dead, he smells like lavender. I was like, I, I think they could have reined that shit back. Um... A little bit stuff I loved. I loved seeing Betty Ross again, and I really wanted it to be Liv Tyler. And I was kind of annoyed that it wasn't in the credits, because um, mm. I I thought it was a nice way to like, can we get Liv Tyler back into this universe? And um, Ty Burrell's Doc Samson can come along. Do you be a Doc Samson fan? Because he is he is Doc Samson in that movie. They just never made him six foot tall or six foot five and green haired and built. That's the guy from Modern Family, right? Yeah. Mitchell's in Bray. I never watched the show. Why is he in Bray? What's going on? They're shooting a film. Is it Cocaine Bear? Yes. Yeah, yeah. The Elizabeth Banks directed thing about a cocaine drop in the woods and a bear got at it. Now, when I first heard that, I thought it was going to be... She's eating tatoes. She was eating tatoes. She's on Twitter eating tatoes, I believe. There's a lot going on. No, I like you know, I, I didn't like Elizabeth Banks when she was in um, Scrubs because I think she kind of threw a spanner in the dynamics of the show to a degree. But uh, she's the lady in Scrubs, right? I don't remember. She was. She I was. Stopped, uh, I dropped off Scrubs. I think she was there. Yeah. yeah, she she was in um, like she's in the Hunger Games and uh, yeah. all that kind of stuff, right? Oh yeah, and she was she's Rita in, in Power Rangers, and she's yeah, she was in Spider Man. She was Betty Brandt. Brady Brandt, yeah. I was going to say, I don't really Brandt. like her in Scrubs, but but I think she's awesome. I think she's a great actor. Hmm. Super talented person. There's a lot going on in Ireland at the moment between Disney's Enchanted. There's a Florence Pugh movie being shot at the same time. Cocaine Bear is going on. The Vikings Valhalla stuff is getting shot. We've a, we've a lot in production up and down the country currently. Um the cocaine bear thing I'm I, I'm curious what the hell that's going to be you know because at first glance I was like is this some Nick Cage survivalist horror movie but there's some uh, I was reading a little bit of the synopsis and it's about like they found this bear after the fact and like an autopsy revealed all the negative shit that cocaine does to a mammal in high doses you know so I'm like is this going to be a kind of I don't know what it is I don't know if it's I mean maybe you guys know but like is it a like kind of um political thing where an environmentalist narrative where they're pointing out the effects of a drug kind of like a concussion or something you know the sort of the, the no, human toll no idea or is no this idea. who's to say who's to who's guess to say? guess we just have to wait until it comes to the theaters the other thing i liked about this episode of what if and 
like <laughs> it it I liked the Black Widow in it. Mm-hmm. Um I thought she was very Black Widowy comic booky, which was cool. Mm-hmm. Um and I was like, that doesn't sound like Scarlet. And I looked it up and it's Lake Bell. And she's great. And I want her doing more things. I don't know if you know Lake Bell. Yeah, the name sounds familiar. Yes. Yes. Um, I do. She, uh, she's, I think she's probably been like the funny best friend in a few rom-coms. And she's been in, um, she's in a movie called In a World where she's like a voiceover actress trying to. Uh, land the job of the they're bringing back the in a world guy for a trailer and really they're like trying to film. cast a new in a world person and it's all these different voice actors trying to get cast and she's trying to be the first woman to say in a world um, oh that's a awesome it's a funny funny movie uh, she's also in Man Up with uh, Simon Pegg which is a funny rom-com no it's not Brian is also very much correct but um, so am I she was Vanessa Fisk in Spider-Man Into Spider-Verse. She, yeah, she's she's very much she's voice work plays a very much part, part of her career. Yeah. Sure. And she's in Where Hot America Summer, which is very good if people haven't seen it. I'd, I'd be happy to see a Lake Bell pop up as a, you know, a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent or something. I don't know who she'd play as a, as a superhero. Abigail Brand. Hmm? Abigail Brand. Who's that? Um, Sword. Is that the right name? The, uh, as opposed to Shield, or mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. Ringing a bell? No, no, no. no. Okay. Is she the? Is she the? She's the kind of the fury of it. Yeah, and she's got green hair. Okay, and I don't uh, got the name right. Oh yeah. yes, I do actually know who you're who about, talking yeah. about. I do know who you're talking about. I think Lady Hydra is kind of landing into that place. Val Cantus Val de Valderrama she's doing doing the Thunderbolts good what if episode and you're saying episode 4 is supposedly where shit starts to tie together and we see the effect apparently yes well I I, I thought the reveal of Hank Pym and stuff and then going about how he killed the Avengers in different ways was pretty cool Um, Mm -hmm. did did Mark Ruffalo come back and voice the Hulk he did yes Uh, yeah let's talk about that so who came back well it wasn't Tony Stark or it wasn't Ruffalo Jackson, yeah. uh, Greg, Hiddleston, Hiddleston um, Lady Sif, is it Jamie Alexander, is that her name? Yes, she was yeah. there as well. Yeah. They, a lot of them came back. Basically, it's probably faster to say who didn't come back. So Michael Douglas came back? Michael Douglas came back, yeah. Yeah, I, I thought that was a cool design for mm-hmm. Yellow Jacket. I yeah. thought that was awesome. I loved it. Um, and he gave it I don't know, yeah. as well. Yeah, mm. I thought I thought it was great to be honest. No, no, I it, really I, liked I, I it. Really, I really, I really did like it. But it, it's it's he did get like when I think back at that sort of like when 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 Fury jumps over him and he goes ha look you're kind of spry for an old guy like that that voice was like that is a lot of like cartoon so, or character or energy in that performance. So yeah. because of that a bit of distance, I feel less bad saying it. But uh, Sebastian Stan in the first episode is bad, and you don't blame him because. He's probably not done a lot of voice work and it's a very different thing. But his his the line readings he gives in the first episode are he's trying, I think, but it just comes across and maybe it's maybe it's the lines he was given, but I think he was a weak point of that episode. I don't even think it looks like Sebastian Stan. I think it's a bad rig. Mm-hmm. I meant more the voice acting that Oh, I I, I know, yeah. but just just um while I yeah, I've I've 
I thought nothing of it to feel anything about it. Hmm. Um, I was just more like I thought he's a, but it just, a weird just looking. Rick. Contrast that with um, Douglas, who yeah, you know. But I think there's I, points I in there where any... he doesn't sound like Douglas. Yeah, he did a great I mean, job. He is older now, so. Hmm. But I mean, yeah, has he ever done any voice, voice acting? Work, has he saying? ever done voice acting? I don't know. Well, but these these people they have to do that like um, go back and record stuff right all the time. So I'm sure they're pretty familiar with it, doing voice acting to a degree. There is a lot of ADR in the in the world yeah. of film mm-hmm. where you you know you have to go and pick up shit. I, that I think it's different though because you, usually when it's ADR, you can tell. Mm. ADR is. Oh uh, uh, God! Additional dialogue recording or automated dialogue replacement? Some version of that. Just in case people don't know, let's go back to reshootings. That, there was that famous video of Hugh Jackman doing ADR for Logan. The Wolverine, yeah. Um, the Wolverine. So, the that kind of brings me to I started reading that Heroes Reborn thing you were talking about. Okay, yes, I, 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 I only read, I, but I, I I managed to read the just the first issue. But I read a different comic book. Uh, issue this or a different comic book started a different comic book this week uh, I will get back to Heroes Reborn I just haven't had time you started reading it what do you think I, I really liked it and it was off the back of um, watching that what if I remembered you talking about Heroes Reborn uh, mm. available on the Marvel Unlimited app um, or your local comic book store support brick and mortar businesses guys uh, they're they're having a tough it's a, it's a pandemic you know it's a what Blade wakes up in a world without the, the original superheroes or the Avengers as he knows it it's kind of cool seeing Hyperion and the Blur and, and Dark Hawk or Dark Wing. Um, you know, just this alternative hero selection and the Doctor Juggerdoom. Juggernaut yeah, some, Doom. Of the, some of the illustrations in it are awesome. Yeah, there's some really cool stuff in there. Yeah, I think it's really worth checking out. It's fun. It it does feel like another... Um, like, I have a whole problem with, like, it was all a dream kind of narratives because it's like, I don't care, then let's just get back to the real world and move a story forward if we're going to do this little, like, it feels like a little loop-to-loop of narrative. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'd rather skip the loop and keep going and there's, make a difference. There's loads of spin-offs to it, you know? Mm. There's, like, like it's, it's kind of hard sometimes following comic books. That's why I like to, I kind of try to follow, like, more contained stuff. Um, but, like, kind of, there's loads of offshoots. And then, like, even the, the new X-Men stuff, like, my God, there's, like, a lot of, like, spin-offs and stuff. And it's like, it's hard. To be, to be fair to it, in the, in the app, if you're reading the Heroes Reborn run, like when you get mm-hmm. to the back page, there is a checklist of the, you know, ancillary titles that are available or related okay. to That's Heroes cool. Reborn that month. Yeah. But if you just go to the next issue, you're going to get the next issue of Heroes Reborn. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just it's just expensive, you know? Yes. But did you not get the app? I do have the app, yeah, but I, I, bought, them, I bought them single issues. Ah. Yeah. Support brick and mortar, guys. Yep. Midnight Suns, y'all watch the trailer for that? Yikes. No. Can't wait to play it though. So some of it. Did not like. New character, the hunter? It's not a very creative name. Who's the hunter? That's what they said. I think they said there's like all these people surrounded by a new character, their hunt their hunter. And I was like, hmm. It's just it's very two thousands, isn't it? Yeah. It's it's a uh, so for the listener. According to press releases, Midnight Suns is an XCOM-style turn-based RPG set what in the Marvel mean? Universe. I don't quite know. Go and play XCOM. Turn-based. Turn-based okay. is, the, is the thing that ah, you, Jesus. you um, need to latch on to there, really. I've never played XCOM, but I do get the concept of turn-based. Um, you played Pokemon. Yeah, but I'm, I'm thinking more Final Fantasy VII would be the last 
turn-based RPG I played where you'd like have oh. a squad of people and you'd launch attacks separately and yeah. see the results of them. Scor- um, ter- turn-based superhero games is lazy. Yeah, it's just a different thing. Give me a thing. Spider-Man. Like that, that Give me a Spider-Man thing, the, the Mario Rabbids thing is is that as well and people fucking love that. Like it's it's One of my favorite games well. ever is a turn-based strategy game and it's so good. It's called What's it called, Valkyria right? Chronicles. It's it's kind of like what if World War Two was an anime, and I love it. And you're a tank commander, and you've a squad, and you've got different classes of of troops. So you've got your scouts, and your shock troopers, and your lancers, and your engineers, and your snipers, and you've got like maybe twenty points per turn. No, twenty points total to make a turn, like to take a turn. And if you don't complete the objective within your allotted points, it's an automatic fail. And then you've got certain objectives you got to meet. And you basically, you've got your scout who can move the furthest distance, but has a low attack power. And you've shock troopers who can move at a small distance, but have a high attack power. And you've got your anti-tank kind of rocket launcher guys who don't move very far, have a high defense but are only really useful for against tanks. And you've got to like decide like, how am I going to move these people? Where I'm going to place them? And you discover stuff on the map as you're playing and you get new recruits and you got to like decide how you're going to level stuff up and all your troops have names and they can die. And if you don't get to them on the field, they're dead forever. And it's, I love it so much. It's great. I've not heard of the game, so I'm a little bit concerned. It might be obscure. You, you, you don't play the Nazis, right? You do not play the Nazis. Okay, okay, okay. Thank God. Thank God. It's World War Two for for weebs. Okay. And I love it. What's what? What are you playing that on? Uh, I think the the first game was on the PS3, and they've re-released they've re-released it since, so you can get it on the PS4, and they made um, a follow-up to it that was great, and. Um, I'm a big fan. So I do like strategy games. But I don't know if I want to play um, a superhero strategy game. Give me the weeb version of it first, maybe. That's the one. Like the, the Midnight Suns in the comic book. Um, I've never heard of this as a as a, as a standalone comic series, but it's like... They were, were going to make Dark a movie. Avengers kind of thing. There was, there was rumors that there was going to be a movie of it recently, but Midnight Suns, yeah, it's just... it's Or a magical adventure. Marvel Knights kind of meets the avengers yeah and so they've got justice league dark as well as a bit is a bit like that this Mm -hmm. uh, if you say there's rumors of there being a movie you know you can see how video games and animated content kind of set up a a cultural awareness of what's going to come down the line eventually They always kill a character off before they're about to have a big movie moment they're killing off doctor strange in the comics at the moment they do it all the time. So they they kill a character yes. in the comic books before they what? They launch a film or before not it doesn't necessarily have to be a launch, but very often before it, it could be the it could be a character's debut or it could be their next entry in a franchise. But you see it happen a lot where they'll they'll kill a character off right before they have a film coming out. It's weird. What's the uh, intent it, it, there? Is it about driving buzz, the fan base yeah. to the film, or I don't know. 
what they do with making it. Making put in people's minds. They're doing it right now with Doctor Strange. Anyway, he is. That's yeah, not uh, fair. Is, I think the book comes out in September. September or something. It's like the I can't remember the name of it, but yeah, there's a new Strange story coming out. Um, he also has like a. There's also like a strange comic book at the moment uh, where he's like a. It's like Doctor Strange meets Harry Potter. He's teaching. Oh yeah, they saw. I remember that they were sort of launching a sort of sorcery school type yeah, of it's thing. Be, it's meant to be pretty good. Doctor Strange meets Harry Potter. Is that official? He doesn't actually meet Harry Potter. He has a school for sorcerers, so it's crossing the concept oh, of right. Doctor Strange and Harry Potter. Because so I was not... saying, if they did that for real, then we're only ten years away from a Justice League Avengers movie. If 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 that could happen. Oh, well, awful. Harry Potter is Warner Brothers. It's not going to happen, but that's not even you'd, go there. You're probably will, more likely to have a Superman meets Harry Potter. Absolutely happen. No, Brian, stop saying that because you're you, you've made claims happen. in the past that you're very behind, <laughs> and then you're discrediting all your claims when you when you go behind something like this. Um, side note: you wait and see. I'm not saying it'll be anytime soon, but of course they'll do it. It's a money maker. The Avengers meets Harry Potter. No, the Avengers. Versus the Justice League. Avengers Keep versus up. the Justice League. Oh, that'll happen. Oh, yeah. Avengers versus the Justice League. No, yeah, that will never happen. And then everybody will fight, but nobody will win their fights because the rain will call when the conclusion. Patton Oswalt did the filibuster on Parks and Rec. We all laughed at how silly it was. And then Disney bought everything and made it possible. Of course they'll do it. They've kind of done stuff like that already with like Ready if Player One and stuff. If they do it though. anytime between now and when we're all dead, I'll still be right. I'm not saying they'll do it anytime soon, but I'm just saying don't rule it out because of course they do. I mean, would they do an access? <gasps> Sorry, I just had a little moment. Um, <laughs> do you have a little nerd moment? I did, yeah. If they did access where this character's superpower is about crossing dimensions which we're already getting with multiverse stuff anyway and we're already seeing in the DC universe then you get amalgam yep not gonna happen I don't like that though I want I want to see Superman meet Superman Captain America hybrid super soldier he flies and has a shield controversial opinion hot toys are cool you know you can get great hot toys of I got burned by hot toys once this is not controversial yet no, no, I just, what I was going to say is, who in their right mind would want hot toy versions of characters, particularly Hermione, Harry Potter, and the ginger lad? Like, who'd want them? It's, it's kids in school uniforms. It's weird. I don't get it. Who wants a billionaire playboy in a suit of armor? Who wants... Yeah, no, a- it looks cool, though. It looks cool. I don't want to have a Hot Toy version of me in fucking 1996. It's weird. I don't think it's that weird. Don't get it. It's a waste of money. They have action huh? figures of the characters, so why not ones that yeah. are a replica of the film? That's what I'm saying, controversial opinion. It's controversial, guys. Yeah, but I just told you you're wrong, so reverse it right now. Okay, I take it back. Good man. Yeah, completely fine. Buy toys of kids. Put them on your shelves. In your basement. They crossed Wonder Woman with Storm. I'm trying to remember the amalgam stories. Spider-Boy was fun. It was Superboy crossed with Spider-Man. He had a gun that shot webs. Batman and Wolverine, was it? Batman and Wolverine, I think. Dark Wing. Dark Claw. It was Batman with knives for hands. 
Um, Edward Scissorhands? Comics can get fucking mental, and that could happen in the movies. Yes. That's what we established. It's basically, it's where we're, where we're arriving to. Um, People are still saying that we're going to see Tom Cruise as Tony Stark in Multiverse of Madness. Bollocks. We're going to get Danny DeVito. Oh, my where, God. Where, where do they think that's... And there has been talk, and... Cruz had to stop filming for a bit to go to a place while he was in the middle of filming to do something else. It was all very mysterious. Uh, ah, there's no way in hell. He, he, Cruz had to stop filming and go and get some more fucking Botox in his face. Uh, leave it out. Leave it out, will you? Had to get some more fucking stem cells into his body. Do you really think it's not... Do you really think it's not in the realm of possibility that he would show up for a cameo in Multiverse of Madness? He'd be a great Tom Cruise. He would. <laughs> he's the best Tom Cruise. I think if Tom Cruise is going to show up, he's going to show up as you know something he can build on. He's not going to come back, you know, fucking alt Tony Stark. Not necessarily. I think I I, think th- he- I I think that was probably true in the past, but not so much anymore. And I think I think he'd embrace doing a fun thing like that as well. You're you're assigning basic human motivations to Tom Cruise. He doesn't do things because they're fun. He does. He absolutely does. Do you know nothing about Tom Cruise? It's all he does. He had two chicken tikas the other day. He's a maniac. He does things that his program tell him to do. Stop. Nothing to do with emotion. Normalize liking Tom Cruise. Normalize I've been doing that forever. Hating him for his religion. I've been doing People that People need to forever. lay off. Actually, we should be very careful. Let's actually... I mean this. Let's cut the Scientology stuff because... That's Brian's Brian's scared. Brian has scared Brian has scared me. I, I I please please respect my wishes and cut cut the Scientology stuff. Yeah, out. no, genuinely. The, for so long, I thought that they were just. If you intend me to cut all of this out, let's not even have this conversation. Okay. Because otherwise, oh, I'll yeah. want to leave it in. I already want to leave in the stuff that we left in. Okay. I really want to hear what he said. I was really want to hear what he was going to say. Though. Subscribe to the Patreon if you want to hear us get sued. I'll tell you afterwards. We're, we don't have a we okay, don't have okay, an active okay. Patreon for any listeners. Um, you, I mean, you, you could probably mail me money, but then I'd have to give you my address. Pico box. We watched Too Late. It's a film from 2015, written by Dennis Hawk. Hawk? Hawk? H-A-U-C-K? Dennis Dennis Hawk. Well, I could be wrong. Starring John Hawks. It's neo noir be the way to describe it yeah brief overview a woman is murdered and we a private investigator is looking into a young lady's murder and say no more we see that in a half dozen or four or five uh, vignettes that are told in not chronological order do you think people just do that because it's just like it's it's an alright movie and then they're like how about we chop it up like this and make it and it makes it more interesting like Dunkirk was an alright movie sometimes yes and then other times no because sometimes it adds to the story and it serves the story and then other times it's just not necessary but I thought it worked in this I liked it in this so this was Brian's suggestion. He's seen it before. Did you rewatch it this week? Yeah, I did. Kevin, have you ever seen it before? Yeah, I'd seen it before. I didn't realize. Did didn't you rewatch it this week? Before uh, I did rewatch it this week. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like it was actually I had started watching it and then we fell asleep and then I started watching it. We, Emma wanted to finish because she. Was I probably really told you to it. watch it. 
Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, and then it was only when I was watching it the next day, uh, I actually realised I'd I've seen it before. Yep. Did you both really like it? I do. I liked it. I do. Yeah. Okay. I just didn't understand one thing. It was what? kind of a bit confusing. When Why that lady in, didn't put on pants at any point? But she was having. A, she was a having a moment. Down, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, she was clearly unhinged and kind of but I, I shouldn't say unhinged because that's not right she was clearly in a state of distress but I was going to say uh, in, in the in the scene where that's a drive through and all that kind of stuff and he says I wasted a year of my life on you like when did he date we her? Don't know. like okay so that's happened. just that was yeah. confusing yeah yeah yeah. so it starred John Hawkes Crystal Reed as the girl Dorothy Dyke and Lockman stands out because I like her uh, Robert Forster's in it Jeff Fahey she also stands out <laughs> he has the nerve John Hawkes as written by Dennis Hauk has the nerve careful now point. because while you were gone Kevin told me that Emer asked did Brian suggest watching this just because he looks like John Hawkes so careful what you say next <laughs> <laughs> um uh that Watch it. Rubik's Cube faced motherfucker <laughs> had the nerve to look at Dyke and Lockman and deliver the line, your face is an acquired taste. He's, he's negging her. Well, I think it's not on. She's a very beautiful lady. No doubt. I just want to talk about your face now. But that's, yeah, go seems... for it. Let's do it. Why not? What do you got? It's like when you look into a kaleidoscope. It's mm-hmm. undoubtedly chaos, but it's beautiful. Oh, thank you. This movie stayed with me. And I'm still thinking about it. And there's really good performances. And John Hawks is He's really engaging. You can't the first for the first phone call when you're seeing him at a distance on a balcony. His intention and his delivery, you you immediately buy that he is bought in and, and thinks this is urgent and this is somebody. Uh, he's a man with purpose from that very moment, and you you buy it and you go along with it. You saw the what if or the what the WhatsApp thread that I sent while I was watching this. I I was annoyed and bored and frustrated watching this thing left, right, and center. But I can't deny that there were great performances in it. There's lovely shots. There's there's beautiful moments and parts of it have have stuck with me hugely. I think you'd probably still recommend somebody to check it out. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would. And that's 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 the mark of, you know, now, a, a, and, a, and I've said this to you, and I've said it a couple of ways, but I think you could probably. I mean, I, I think you see where I'm coming from when I say this feels like an exercise. It feels like a showcase film yeah, for and a it, college. It's a low budget indie film, so yeah. I mean, we could be wrong. Like the people working on it could actually be, you know very prolific uh yeah the crew members who just decided to do this on like who knows but i i can kind of get where you're getting that vibe from i think it's a thing where it's like as you say it's a low budget thing that like maybe i'm misjudging it maybe it's a choice but it's like it feels like we have one camera and we have limited time so let's shoot this shot it's one thing and whip pan back and forth between people the entire time that drove me mad i wanted it to fucking stop but it it kind of it kind of served like you said, like their vignettes and a lot of them play out like scenes from a play almost. Yeah. So it kind of yeah. served that that style. Yeah. It wouldn't make sense to have like a fixed camera with people having these kind of 
very theatrical, yeah, you know, sort of stage direction and things like that. It made more sense to be able to just like zip back and forth. Did you get the feeling that Robert Forster didn't have much moving in him? He he's, a, looked, he's an older guy and spent the entire time seated. Yeah, he he looked a little unwell. So, mm. but I mean, he was still around for another. He he was still around for years after that, though. At least, or oh, has he passed? Has he? Yeah, he only. October 2019. Yeah. I mean, Fahey is great. Fahey, like, there's a lot of cartoonishness to these people. Um, And it's funny because I do love film noir, but I get really, like, I get kind of tight around modern noir where it's like, I don't know that anybody talked like that in the 40s. They probably undoubtedly did not. But when I see people talking like 40s noir today, it... It just, I get, I don't know, it's a little off-putting. I have to fucking get past whatever the hell's happening on screen. And it... There's a lot of stylistic things that you've got to get on board with from the start. And if you don't acknowledge that and get on board at the start, you probably won't enjoy it. I'm choosing my words carefully because I wanted to, like, it stayed with me. But it, it feels like bunch of friends got together to make a film in their favorite bar and a hotel that they rented and they knew the woman who played the band played the music in the band so let's give you know let's give I, Sally I think, her I moment I think one of the things about it though is that if let's show that John can sing I, I think one of the things that kind of pisses me off about that is that if it had Tarantino's name on it people would be fucking praising it from the rooftops you know there's yeah. a lot of things in there that I think if somebody was to just stumble upon this on Prime, they might dislike it a lot. But if Tarantino was to do it, people would probably say it's one of his best films. There's a lot. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of. I'm not a huge Tarantino fan. He actually frustrates but that, me a lot. That, a, a lot. A lot of what you're saying. Yeah, about I'm, I'm on Tarantino, the same page with you there. Yeah, a lot of what you're saying about this film. I would say about Tarantino as reasons why I don't like him and why I don't like his films. Yeah, you know? completely. I, yeah. I, the, the, the Tarantino films I like best are the ones where he, where he subscribes to a very uh, traditional narrative structure. You know, if, if he brings what are undoubtedly um, a very strong writing and filmmaking skill set and just told a story in a straight line I love it when he starts fucking around I appreciate an artist's right to experiment and and try things and whatever but when I'm watching the film I'm just like ugh stop you know like you he obviously learned something and took from it and went away and did his next thing and you know here is the artist's work as you know a, a, a finished piece that lessons were learned from but like I don't enjoy watching it then you know there are people delivering performances in this movie that are so fucking much. And especially with the camera whipping around as much as it... it, it yeah. I, I don't think I can further articulate my, my thoughts on this film other than there's gold in here. There's great performances, very empathetic things, but I think stuff some of the that's stuff really you're saying about... in jokes for locals. Yeah, and I, I think some of the stuff you're saying about like people's performances and stuff you could also say about uh, a lot of Lynch's films for example particularly his LA kind of set stuff you get a lot of 
that to me like the the film is very it's a bit lynch it's a bit altman um and then it's his own his own style as well i guess the um, stuff i see in films that i think of as la caricature and like kind of scoff at but then i see it enough in films and i'm going this has to be real to some degree i guess like, there's got to be people living in dive bars like like kind of nocturnal existences talking like it's 1960 you know these people have got to be out there i guess um and just the the architecture and aesthetic of that world as well like the, the very temporary not temporary but like recent built concrete buildings around huge streets where people wander Houses from one place into a bar hills yeah yeah um the the guy at the start wearing his little pork pie hat and his vest walking through the hills like that's such a fucking look i don't know it's such a like timon and pumba selling drugs up in the hollywood hills um yeah i i both hated this thing I hated having to watch this thing, but also I like enough of the people in it that I don't know. It's it's staying with me. You know, like, I, I think I, it's kind. I think it's a thing I, that I, I think the emotional reveals in it do hit you because mm. of the way it's kind of you know, um, it's not linear. So you're mm. kind of discovering those moments much the way you would in a noir mystery. And right. I think I think they hit. They, they did for me anyway when you kind of like you learn a little bit you learn a little bit more and you learn a little bit more and then you know there, there's a kind of a tragedy to it and then even the fact that the reason the thing happened anyway you know with the that scene in, with Forrester and Fahey and mm. while Hawks has like set up this pretense to get there and while he's like egging on I, I don't know the actress's name but he's kind of goading that whole situation of Fahi is kind of realizing that he, you know, did something terrible thinking that it was about, you know, their business or whatever. And then finding out it was just a, a sort of a moment Personal of bullshit and stuff. Yeah. And yeah, it was just, I don't know. I liked it. Towards the end. And I don't know, I guess we can describe, decide whether or not to cut this because we did tell people on the last episode that we're going to watch this and at the same time it's pretty obscure and kind of spoiling so in that cinema at the end did Samson's character find out after a year long relationship with oh no hold on what order would this have happened in Dorothy died did he find out that was because of Jill's actions putting the Polaroids in the wrong locker I think so, yeah. He found that out then. He found that out in that moment. That her her stumbling upon those Polaroids and putting them in the wrong locker, not her locker, in Dorothy's locker, is what led to Dorothy getting killed? Yes. So that's he, he, after he, knew, he met Dorothy. He knew Dorothy had stumbled across the photographs. He just didn't know. It was only in that moment that he realized that his ex-partner had accidentally put them in the wrong locker. So he meets Dorothy and Jill on the same night. They go their separate ways. Somewhere in the middle over three years, he has a year-long relationship with Jill. Dorothy gets in trouble. All of the shit plays out. He's trying to round that out and finds out that the person he had a relationship with had accidentally put Dorothy in the line of fire. Mm-hmm. But it is, yeah, I struggle with that, Edo. Yeah, I struggle with that. 
Hmm. Like it, it, it feels like it played at like a Los Angeles film festivals as well, and like it being five years ago, and like Dyke and Lockman was in Dollhouse six, six years ago. Oh, Jesus, time. <laughs> um, she has since been in Altered Carbon and um, Hawaii Five O and a couple of other. Is, is it Hawaii Five O? She's on Supergirl and stuff. I feel like you know. Is that the she, lady who's in Justified? No. No. Who's the woman oh, in Justified? Okay, Natalie Zia. Uh, Raylan's oh yes, wife. Okay, sorry. Who's Hawks is... She's Dorothy's mother. Yes. Is that Ava? No, or Raylan's um, ex-wife. Raylan's ex-wife. What's her name again? Natalie Zia is the actress's name. I can't remember the... Huh. can't remember the character's name. Yeah, she was in it. My mother just discovered Justified and really likes it. It's very good. Yeah, it was we funny because it was something. I don't know why. Why? Timothy Olyphant is 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 perfection. Oh, I was Poor... kind of making a sort of niche good place reference as well. I think. Um... Oh my god, I'm blanking on the actress's name. Christine Bell. May Rudolph, as the judge. I think oh, you're getting this yeah, right. Yeah, and yeah. She, she discovered. Okay, yeah, she's mad at Timothy Olyphant. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, right. I remember. I remember. <laughs> She's ran into Justified just because of Oliphant and she's only just yeah. discovered the show and like she's existed before time and she's only getting around to the yeah, show yeah. now. She's like, that's him and the Oliphant, yeah. Yeah. Well, he is handsome. It's something that I'd put on like, I, I kind of knew that that sort of crime drama thing is kind of in my mother's sort of like, she'll enjoy this if she actually latches onto it. And, you know, I'd put on an episode in the evening and she just was not paying attention. And I got to the episode in season one where the the uh, transfer convict takes a hostage in the station in, in the, the the office. And it's very Dan from tense and immediate. Deadwood. Yeah, Dan from Deadwood. It's a very tense and immediate uh, episode. And my mom went, what the fuck is this? And she latched into it. And then I went upstairs and came back and she'd watched the rest of season one. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Um, and we so, know why. Well, that Timothy Oliphant yes. is delightful. Yes. So, 2015, Too Late, Dennis Houck, John Hawks, Dykan Lockman, Crystal Reed, Vale Bloom, Robert Forster, Jeff Fahey, Dash Mihawk. Ryder Strong is the one name I saw pop up in the credits and I was like, oh, Ryder Strong. I haven't seen him in a thing. He is uh, Sean from Boy Meets World. And if you remember, I brought up the movie He's All That last week. Don't know. It's because the guy who's playing the lead in He's All That reminds me of Ryder Strong from Boy Meets World. And uh, he's the, he's the smaller of the drug dealers. The last 30 words you just said. Ryder Strong was the creepy drug dealer guy. Uh, Dash Mihawk was his tall friend. And he's in Ray Donovan. And people haven't seen Ray Donovan get on it. It's an excellent show. I liked it anyways, before Brian tells me why it was bad. <laughs> Okay, uh, let's move on. Too late. Y'all both recommend it. I recommend it with like weird caveats. It's sort of it's just an odd fucking film. Um, I don't know. I don't know necessarily if I recommend it, but uh, I enjoyed it. Emer enjoyed it. Uh, Brian enjoyed it. But I think it's kind of. I think it might be a bit of a hard watch for some people, just because of the staggered uh, timeline and different things like that. And it is—it's very kind of it has a lot of tropes and pastiches or whatever that word is. But yeah, 
I liked it, but I think it's a quiet taste. It's like it's like I it's like that's something like I'll actually I I in the past I've have I have liked I've watched movies in the past that have a lot of these like tropes and stuff in it, and I like those movies because of these tropes. Like I do like neo noir, hard boiled, detectivey stuff like that. Like so, like that's why one of the reasons why I kind of even really like Jessica Jones. That it it, it kind of has some of those like things in it to a degree. But what I'm trying to say is I've liked really bad movies because of this film noir or neo noir. Yeah, I, I just I just like it. I just like it. That's like I, I put my hands up, you know. I'm trying to like I'm just I'm trying to decide if it's good because stuff gets away with shit because it's like it's a pastiche. I'm like, is it good though? Um, mm. so ch- check no, out like too late. Comment on the Instagram. Send us an email. Send us an audio. Let us know what you think. Um, are we out of our minds? Is it terrible? Is it good? Um, you can find it on Prime. Look at John Hawks. Is he a bit like Scruff? Moving on. You may think so. Brian, you went to the cinema this week. What did you see? I went to see Free Guy and I had a lot of thoughts about it, but it was a week ago now and I don't want to get into it, but I think it can be best summed up by... It's Hold on, ex- if you have a lot of thoughts about it, let's talk No, about but it. let me watch it. Let me watch it and then Brian can change my, my opinions. Go on, Brian. It's exactly what it wants to be. And I think it's set out to be the Lego movie meets Fortnite, whereas it could have been The Matrix meets The Truman Show. Um, it was fine. Wow. That's all melting my brain. It was fine. There was. I didn't particularly enjoy it. I didn't hate it, but there's a lot of the interesting things in there. Fortnite. Yeah, it, it's exactly the, the film I tried to be. Truman Show. So, mm. um, could have been more. They left a better film on the table, but at the same time, you know, I was going to say about too late earlier that it's probably feels to me at least like it's a very well-realized version of what they set out to do. Too Late feels to me like it's a very well-realized version of what Hug probably set out to do. And whether that's Oof. whether you're into that or not... I'm not. I think it's a very, you know... I think he, he was trying to do... I think the film we see is probably what he's trying to make. And I think Fortnite, Free Guy, whatever the fuck, um, I think it's exactly the film it's trying to be. So. so here's a question then from a not forgetting the film just being sort of quasi invested in a person's career and wishing them the best Jodie Comer's had a lot of uh, positive feedback for her work on Killing Eve this felt like it was going to be a leap into sort of big international film stuff for her um, the pandemic kind of held it up for a year How'd she do, or how 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 was she used in the film? Do you think this served her well in her career? Yes, it did. Cool, because I think she is a she's um she's a good actress and she's um very entertaining and like anytime I see her in interviews and stuff, she's you know she's got a good vibe and you know she's somebody I wish well in her career. Um, so I I like to see people succeed and elevate. Is that the lady who was in the wrestling movie show? No. That's Florence Pugh. No, it's not Florence Pugh. What wrestling what? show? I thought you were talking about fighting with my family. Oh, no, it's not. Um, I thought it was the one that was in the wrestling TV show. Uh, Glow, Alison Brie Glow. and Betty Gilpin. Got there. And then got- there's also Kate Nash, who is English. Yes, I remember Kate Nash. I watched Reservation Dogs. Have you all checked that shit out? I've heard about it, but I don't know anything about it. Well, let me let me elucidate you. Um, it is a 
FX single camera sitcom. Um, sitcom isn't quite the right word when you think of sitcoms, but like dramedy thing. Um, set on a, a, a reservation in Oklahoma where these four kids are trying to raise enough money to like leave the reservation, head off to California after their sort of friend died. Yeah. And it's a fun, fun and melancholy. It's like Taika Waititi is involved. Um, uh, he's co-creator on it. I'm trying to remember the name of the other guy who is... Uh, where do you stream it? Uh, Sterling Harjo, Taika Waititi and Bobby Wilson are the three writers on it. Um, but he ignored uh, that question, so... It's uh, it's an FX uh, show that you can get on Hulu. Okay. Um, so you know, can you get Hulu over log into your Hulu account? You can, yeah. Update my yeah. Hulu <laughs> subscription. Express VPN, guys. One of our sponsors this week is Express VPN. You know, That's if you want to be watching content from around the world. That's not true. Um, Stop you practicing. Keep your browsing private. Stop practicing for 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 sponsors. It's lame. You know what's not lame though? Goblin spheres. Goblin Sphere, for when you need to throw a pumpkin bomb, but don't have a pumpkin bomb. I am looking forward to a good redesign of Goblin's costume. Uh, we I like, better I have a get one. For that costume. Yeah, I'm sure you will. I have a soft spot for that costume, though. I don't hate it, but... I hate it. <laughs> they need to rework it. I've, sure. always, I've always disliked it because, like, it's fucking... It's uh, as much as it's like, oh, what we're trying to do is show a sort of like a practical modern military take for this glider thing that we're building. You know, that's what it's about. But then the fucking helmet looks like a goblin. It's like, what are you? You, you can't have it both fucking ways. Um, and I have always said that you could have kept that suit, made the helmet simpler. And there was an Alex Ross concept art, which is just like, have the guy just grab a shitty tarp out of a warehouse or something he's in and just wrap it around himself for cover. Mm, mm, and mm. that would have looked way more goblin-y immediately, just covering himself up. You know, it was awful. Uh, the, gob- the goblin in Sp- Amazing Spider-Man 2. Dane Dahan. Is that the right person? Did I, did I pull that name? Is that him? You did. Good job. The guy from... I'm proud of you, buddy. Nice. That sounded so silky smooth. Because I get him mixed up with Paul Dano. Because of they the look Dane. Nothing alike. They, look, they nothing look nothing alike, alike, but it's just me trying to remember two names that achieved a degree of global notoriety around the same he time. He looks like an underweight Think... Leonardo DiCaprio. He does, yes. Yes. Um, do you know what would have been. You think. I, th- I think. The master to Leo's blaster. I think we would have had Anton Yashkin in a Marvel thing at this stage. And it kind of makes me sad that he's, he can't, it can't ever happen. Anton Yelchin. Yep. He dead. He died. He dead in a way that I think about and picture. Yeah. And like happened to a student in Cork a couple of years back too. So sad, man. It's mm-hmm. so sad. Was it the um, same model? The same vehicle? Because it was I a braking remember. issue on the car. He got out and the car rolled down the hill and crushed him or something, wasn't it? I can't remember. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But the it car was to a student in Cork as well recently. That's really Maybe sad. in the last five years. It is sad. It's awful. Yeah. Awful. Um, but yeah, Anton Yelchkin, I would have liked to have seen him, him in something. Uh, and I, 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 I say that so sincerely. Uh, I really liked the guy. I, I was a real, I was genuinely, myself and one of my friends, were big fans. You know, we, we, and we made a point of watching a ton of his movies and I couldn't believe when he passed away. I think even, I think even Tara texted me saying like, I'm sorry about uh, Thomas. 
Like she knew. He was he was he was he was great and it was really sad that like Should check out Troll Hunters. Oh, so good. Yeah. Did they they had most of his voice work for then, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he they got they'd recorded all the dialogue ahead for a couple of seasons. So. And it's a great show. It is a really good show. It's very good. Watched it. Mm-hmm. It's it's uh, it kind of reminds me of like kind of the only like I would have I would have watched the shit out of that when I was a kid. I absolutely would have poured over and loved it. Uh, it reminds me of that kind of thing. The only difference is it's treaty, you know, but it's like it has all the kind of characters and yeah, it's excellent. It's so good. Um, just as we're talking about, I'm tr- I'm trying to to give Reservation Dogs its due here, um, because it's um, but I I also have a tangent i want to go off on um it's 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 really good and i'm enjoying it it's got a lot of that taika waititi thing and you know his name has such weight that it's kind of overshadowing sterling harjo who is the other writer and like i saw him interviewed i saw him on a podcast recently and he's talking about you know like they're two indigenous or native filmmakers that did a lot of indie festival circuits coming up in the last 10, 15, 20 years. And, you know, Taika is using the clout that he has now to lift his friends up with him. So I think it's worth noting, you know, as Taika gets a lot of the name recognition on this project, it's Sterling Harjo is doing a lot of the the lifting also um, in terms okay. of making it like, you know, a representation of, you know, native and reservation life. And it's very silly and it's very funny. And it's got a lot of that sort of um, comedy out of, you know, human moments and some pretty fun hip-hop stuff as well you're not a seller but you tried <laughs> i'll check it out sounds cool so the other thing i was going to mention is uh barry keown was attacked and hospitalized in galway four days ago he had are we a really going to talk about life. that huh are we going to talk about that well we could talk about it for a moment and see if we cut it like I... yeah it's gossipy it's he gossipy. had a yeah, yeah, I didn't realize. He, is it any more or less gossipy than talking about Anton Yelchin dying? I, all yes. I'm, all I'm aiming for yes. is a bit of sympathy for a guy who got hurt. And we look forward to seeing a movie coming up. Nah. I don't want to talk about the family life. All I was trying to get at was, I was sorry to hear that Barry Keown was injured. Yeah. Sorry to hear that it happened in Ireland. Um, not that it should happen anywhere, but that I'm... You know, I'm impressed by what he has achieved in a short career sure. so far. Let's say I look that. forward yeah, to seeing him in Eternals. Been, and it's just shitty that you come home and you get into yeah. a fucking scrap. Let's but say he that. started on Fair City. So, like, you know, yeah. and he, like yeah. I said. Um, and but, I uh, wish him a speedy recovery is basically what I was going for. Yeah, sure. Yes. Yep. Okay. So I think we should probably aim towards wrapping up but at the same time Kev you watched the newest episode of Nine Perfect Strangers that's got Luke Evans in it does it yeah this episode is pretty good what's the show about Nine Perfect Strangers go to a resort to to fix their problems uh, Nicole Kidman is plays a Russian called Masha I think and she is the head of this thing but um, all these people are kind of it's like I don't know. I'm I'm getting some vibes that it could be like a little bit losty or like it might be going somewhere out or nowhere. Michael Shannon's in it. That's really great. Luke Evans is in it. That's really good. Um, Bobby Calavero is in it. Melissa McCartney. What did you call him last week? Vincent. Robbie. Bobby. Danny. Robert. <laughs> Danny. Danny Calavero. Um, I, 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 
I posted that clip because you just went, and then I was watching this thing with Danny Calabero in it, and you just kept going. You just, just fuck it. They're not going to know. I'll just say it. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, which is the main yeah. thing, because you can explain it to everybody else who is not an idiot like me. But um, Nine Perfect Strangers, yeah, I really like it. It's really good. Uh, a, 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 a little, oh, the I can't think of his name. Uh, he was. He was br- he was in a good place um or a good place uh J- Johnny Jimmy Jimmy Jason Jason he's in it uh he's very good um it's kind of funny seeing him in this compared to his other role cuz that other role is like one of those things that could be like you know you're, you're never taken seriously again so i haven't watched either of these shows i don't know if you've watched one or both but like what you're describing to me in terms of a bunch of random people coming to a resort and you know whatever the hell the point of the show is after that White Lotus, Nine Perfect Strangers. How did they, are they completely different thematically, tonally? Is one of them supernatural? You're saying it's got lost vibes? Is one of them well, murder, the noir, or what about we what see, these yeah, shows? Like, because you see, like, all these people were put together in, in, like, she kind of chose these people together, and you get the impression that these people can only work through, their, like, it's like it's all being orchestrated by her, as in these people can only work through their problems, bouncing off of other energies and people, you know, that kind of way, like, so if one woman is experiencing, like, you know, hardship and blah, 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 and another guy is experiencing addiction, they'll actually, like, she's kind of orchestrated, like, she knows, like, kind of how to help these people and stuff, but she's orchestrated in such a sense that those people will actually become each other's rocks, and the idea is that, like, that everybody that goes to this place comes out entirely transformed and extremely different and blah, blah blah there's one michael shannon and his family are there because his hit one of his his he had twins and one of them committed suicide on his birthday or the day before his birthday and it's there dealing with their grief and um, it's it, the characters are really interested in it it's really good has any have are there like been any comparisons to something like fantasy island um, no, but I got that kind of. I, I haven't watched the White Lotus, but that's that's no, because this this isn't like supernatural or anything. Like this this is not a supernatural at all. Um, right. But there, but but at the same time, Nicole Kidman character is receiving death threats, uh, and that's kind of you know and and kind of element thrown in there to mix things up as well. But you're trying to like it kind of reminded me of a little bit of like. Uh, it's it's I, I, what I was initially thinking it was kind of like it was like haunted these people go to retreat to kind of better themselves you know and you're learning about their stories and all that kind of stuff um, the Chuck Palahniuk book haunted um, but uh, but it's not it's not that kind of grim or as such but it's these people going to this like wellness place to get better Luke Evans is actually an investigative journalist um, undercover type of thing um, yeah it's interesting It's it, I, I would check it out four episodes are on Prime on Prime, yes, cool. Epi- episodes weekly, so that's kind of oh. it is what it is. Yeah, so it's changing rooms, changing rooms, episode weekly. I'm changing rooms. I'm changing rooms. Brian, any thoughts on Nine Perfect rooms. Strangers? I haven't watched it. Any thoughts on changing rooms? Not a fan. Why? I hate reality TV. <laughs> I listened to a podcast this week where they went off on a little tangent themselves about watching a reality show from 10 years ago, which was the second season of Rock of Love, where Brett Michaels tries to find love. Yes, I remember and that. Yeah. This, the runner up from that show, Daisy, they spun off a show called Daisy of Love, and uh, they swear up and down, black and blue, that it is some of the funniest fucking television you will ever, ever see and is really well produced. And the, the idiots that are on this show 
are all they did was give them alcohol and the stuff that happened happened naturally and it was ludicrous and they were trying to spin off all of these idiots into their own shows but then somebody murdered somebody on a, on another VH1 show so they cancelled all of that shit I also discovered that I actually have this show on a hard drive from someone who gave it to me and I never watched it anyone interested in watching an episode of Daisy of Love and seeing if it 100%. is 100% remotely amusing it, it, he the conversation went up and down about how this thing is I expected contrived shitty reality TV show and I got something that was so well made it's just funny and entertaining okay yeah sounds good I'll check it out overselling it he said episode 5 is the funniest thing he's ever seen and he's it's a big it's a it's a big sell or it's a big swing pitch wise but um, the fact that I accidentally found I have it the day after listening to it made me suggest it. I hate reality TV. All reality television? Like yeah, I hate it. It's up on my board here. I hate it. <laughs> I'm serious. That... Can you see that? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's weird. It's literally... Does, why have you got a post note on your wall that, that states that you hate reality TV? I, I... Personal disdain for reality TV. Can you can you elaborate? Is that to remind your parents? <laughs> I am uncomfortable with disingenuity masquerading as authenticity. Extremely uncomfortable with it. I've been watching lots of Blow Deck. So much so that it makes me upset or angry. Can't do it. Okay. Makes me feel bad. Fair. So we'll never watch a reality TV show on this thing. So much, so much, so that it, it, so much, so that it even sours my love for things like planet Earth and yachts because there's because they stitch together sequences in planet Earth. Yeah, and there's there's the sound effects. I know they gotta do it, but then also don't don't tell me it's you know. A real candid mm. moment when it's this super hyper-constructed thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like I, I'll, I'll watch them and I kind of find them entertaining to a degree, absolutely. But sometimes I'll be watching it and uh, someone will say like, "Oh, like kind of such. A, why would you do that?" And this, and I, I'm just like, "It's, it's reality TV, though. Like, it's all fake. Like, kind of, it's, it's not real." Especially like when you see something in a small room. And then you see it from another angle in a room where a camera couldn't possibly be. And it's like, so how many times did you perform the hate it so much? So next week, Daisy of Love. Ah, oh, hate it. Hate it.